Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome back to the Anchored Healing Space. I am your host, Kwanye, and I am super excited to be back with you guys. As we all know, this is the launch of season two, the official launch. I did release a pre-launch episode. Hope you guys enjoy that. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, go ahead and do so. As you all know, uh, the Anchor Healing Space is about all things healing. However, it is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed met- mental health professional. So just keep that in mind. We are here to use our real life experiences to facilitate and to promote real life inspiration. So if you are interested in healing and speaking all things healing, make sure you stay tuned and share and tell somebody about the Anchored Healing Space and let's just jump right into it. So today's episode, as you can see, is titled Let Your Heart Break. And I know you're like, wow, Quanya, you starting it off a little bit too deep. And I did promise you guys that it wasn't going to be like too deep. But hey, we have to just talk about what we have to talk about. So grab your water, grab your tea, your coffee, your cocktail, whatever you want to do, um, your wine, whatever it is, go ahead and grab that and let's go so what does letting your heart break look like feel like what does it consist of um it's all based on your personal experience and your personal like your life and your just just your life in general so for me it's not only releasing everything that i've held on to um, or tucked away to protect myself, but it's allowing myself to feel it as it comes up and out. And for me, that's big because if you know me at all, <laughs> if you know me at all, even if you know me a little bit, if you think you know me, if you think you know me off of my social media posts and things of that nature, you're kind. I'm, I'm almost sure it's like a what is she talking about? Let her heart break. That girl is Teflon. She is not letting nothing break her heart. And you would be correct. Okay. (laughs) That's why I'm making this episode. And we're talking about this because this is something that I am putting into practice and something that I am making a part of my healing process because it is a crucial part of my healing process. So most of my life I've been in control of what I allow to break my heart. Um, Just to be honest, let me see. Even when I was like a little girl, like I would, my feelings were so soft when I was like little. I don't know. I don't know why I was like that. And honestly, there's like beauty in that. There's like, it's innocence in that. It's, it's not a bad thing that I was like, so like soft and gentle and <laughs> eat, like I would cry over everything. Like even when I was like a baby, before I could remember, they said I was a cry baby. And it's such a it's so ironic to me because now you can't get me to cry. <laughs> like, unless somebody dies that's like close to me, even then I could probably hold it together. But when I was a kid, like I was a crybaby. Now it's like tears where, what tears? My lacrimal ducts, they don't even function properly. Like, what are we talking about here? It's not happening. They're not coming out. <laughs> so it's crazy because um, like, like I was saying, I want to say it only took about maybe like a good two, two good heartbreaks <laughs> for me to be like, oh, uh-uh, hell no. Like you will not have me 
crying. Like, uh-uh, it's not going to happen. Like, that's what we're not going to do. We are not going to have Kanye out here looking weak. Like, uh-uh. All it took was a good one, one and a half, maybe. Not even a full two. I'm not even going to lie to <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to y'all. But, like, what I was saying was, I, I have been in control of my feelings and what I allowed to break my heart since literally, like, my teenage years. I'm not even joking. Um, my early teenage years. And it may have like whatever I experienced, it may have like hurt my feelings, but I like quickly took control and tucked it away in like this chamber of offenses and disappointments and other life experiences that I felt would break my heart. Or I felt like if I allowed it to like permeate my heart and to really like allow myself to feel it, feel it, I felt like it would probably not even not break me to where it's like it's no way of me to get back. I always I always knew that I could handle it and it wouldn't like nothing would tear me down. But I think me being in control of it made me feel a lot better. Um, and I've always been told that it wasn't healthy to hold everything in. And I never denied that. I've never been in denial about that. I'm like, you know what? I know it's not healthy. I know I can even feel it like when I started to hold everything in and bottle everything up and not really express myself, um, even though there, there wasn't an outward expression, I felt everything inside literally like bubbling over, (laughs) if you will. Uh, I've never really experienced a moment where it reached a level of, of, of explosion. I've reached a level of exhaustion where it's like, you know what? Like, okay. I'm tired of holding everything in. I'm about to lose it. But I've never allowed myself to get to the point where I've lost it. So um, I said all that to say, even though I knew it wasn't healthy, even though I had people, you know, telling me like, listen, you have to release your feelings because I'm going to be honest, a lot of the people that are in my family, they have no problem releasing their <laughs> their feelings, they're expressing their feelings, you know, letting somebody have it and, you know, just seeing what's on their mind and on their heart. Um, but I've always been the person that kind of like just keeps it inside. So not that I didn't know that it wasn't healthy, but for me, it was like, it was easier for me to hold it together than to let it like break my heart. I just wanted to make sure that I was in control of, you know, everything. For some reason, I just always associated like crying and expressing my feelings with weakness. And to this day, I still struggle with that. Like for some reason, I do not. I refuse to let somebody, especially if somebody hurt me, like I refuse to let you in particular see me cry. Like you will not see me tore up over what you've done. Um, I've just always associated with weakness. And the truth of the matter is it wasn't the fact or the act of doing so, but it was the act of doing so with the wrong people. So that is what caused me to like build up this high wall to where it's like, it's just like it's nothing is going (laughs) to break this wall down and that came from just experiencing certain like um how can I word this just experiencing certain things like over and over and or expressing myself to the wrong people to where it's like they either like throw it in my face they use it against me or they don't really create a space to where it's like I feel safe to do that. But it was kind of like I I may have did it based on relationship or, you know, thinking that, okay, well, this I'm with this person, so I should be able to talk to them. And, and it's like, nah, like <laughs> people who are not experienced, equipped, or simply not concerned with me and, and how I feel, they should not be privy to those genuine, authentic, and raw feelings. And I think when I was younger – 
that's the mistake that I made by opening up to the wrong people. So that not only um, just wanting to be in control of, you know, what I experience and how it makes me feel, but also making sure that I can trust who I'm opening up to. That's where that came up. Um, that's where it came from. So I'm a lot better in sharing how I feel, but it's literally like only <laughs> two people that I can literally um, like open up to. And okay, that's kind of dramatic. I can just say I can count on one hand and still have hands left. I mean, fingers left. Um, so that kind of explains it <laughs> a little over two, not quite five. But um, but I express in my writing and my content when I was when I danced, um, I expressed it there, especially like praise dancing and modern and things like that nature. Um, but when you aren't using your outlets consistently, there's no real way to release and experience healing. And that's something that I had to, you know, come to grips with with myself. Like if you're not writing consistently, if you're not like when I had my blog, I every now and then I would drop a blog and it would it would be amazing, but um, I noticed like when I stopped journaling, when I stopped um, like expressing myself through the channels that actually work, which is my writing and my creating and things of that nature. That's where I noticed like, OK, there's no way for you to release it and there's no way for you to experience even a dose of healing if you're not really putting in the effort to use the channels that you use like if you might not express how everyone else expresses themselves but you do have certain things that you can do to make sure um you're at least like releasing some things but when you're not releasing it it's all just sitting there bubbling up <laughs> ready to explode um so yeah that was the thing that I had to like come to grips with myself um when it comes to the things that may break our hearts. It may be uncertainty. It may be life and work stress. It may be childhood trauma. It may be relationship trauma. It may be life experience in general. Um, those are just some things that I kind of like that came to my mind when thinking of things that may break our hearts. And when it comes to uncertainty, that means in any area of our lives, especially when we reach a certain age, it's like we always have this timeline in our heads of oh I'm supposed to be this or that or have this or that by this age and that can that alone can come with its own form of heartbreak because you almost feel like you let yourself down but that comes with like setting goals and really just taking accountability for who you are where you are and what you want out of life and then just you know putting your plan to plan into action um i kind of went off on a tangent there but that was something that i wanted to um just unpack on because when you say uncertainty that could mean anything um but again all of these things can all bring like their own form of heartbreak um but if you're anything like me you push through these things like whether you're stressed out at work you're stressed out at home whether it's you're dealing with things that you went through as a kid or even as a like adolescent or relationships friendships and life experience in general like if you're anything like me you push through like you don't you don't even let it like you you feel it for a little bit but it's like nah okay we gotta we gotta go to work we gotta show up for this person, show up for that person. We have to make sure that we're on, you know, and the truth of the matter is if you continue to live that way to where it's like, you're just focused on showing up and, and appearing, you're not really focused on in, in what condition you're showing up in because we can mask it all day. But at the end of the day, when you get back home, 
all of that still is there and you can't hide it. And if people really know you, if people really care about you, if they're really concerned about you, whether you're showing up and pushing through or not, it's they're going to see it. Especially if there are people assigned to you by God, like they're going to see it. Um, so when we get into the whole let it, let your heart break, um, one thing that I had to say to myself, like let your heart break all the way so the healing can begin. Um, and that means relinquishing the obsession of being in control of every emotion that comes to you. And that's something that I struggle with to this day. Like I say, guys, like this is not something that I'm a master at this point, but this is something that I wanted to unpack and talk to you guys and, um, you know, get some feedback from you guys and see how you're doing in this area. If this is something that you are working on or if you plan on working on or have worked on and mastered, um, it would be dope to hear from you guys and to have you guys chime in on this. But again, um, relinquishing the obsession of being in control of every emotion that comes to me is something that I am super, super passionate about because um, although I keep it in, under control, there are days where it's like, yo, like I'm just tired of just holding it together. Like the days are over for just holding it together just for the sake of looking like you have it together, looking like you're not stressed out, looking like you are not moved or bothered or not even necessarily bothered, but like you're hurt or whatever the case may be. Like it's over for looking the part and not being the part when it comes to healing. I'm not talking about materialistics. I'm not talking about, you know, trying to impress people. I am simply talking about healing in the condition of our hearts, our minds, our spirits, our souls. Literally, that's what I'm talking about. Um and something that, something that I thought about, I'm like, you know what? When you're laughing and you're happy and you're experiencing joy, you literally let it happen. Like you, it's not a, oh my God, I have to control this feeling. I have to control how it feels. I have to control what it does to my heart or my mind. It literally, because I guess because it's a positive experience and feeling, we're not obsessed with the control of the feeling. But when it comes to a negative experience, we are literally in control. Like it, if it's not under our control, it's it's not going to be a good thing. And I just want to encourage everyone to like, just let it happen. Just as you would let a joyful experience and a, you know, um, a experience of happiness happen, let it happen. Um, there isn't even a thought of how to process it when it comes to positive things but when it comes to negative things we literally obsess and we literally let it control us to the point of like putting our mental health our spiritual health um and our souls at jeopardy so um in doing so you have to trust yourself and your strength and your ability to use it in a positive way um that's going to be the key and that just ties into what i just said about letting it happen because because there's no real thought in process in the the joyful, there's always going to be a thought in a process with something that can potentially hurt you. It, it's going to be because it's going to it's going to like you don't have to heal from anything that's positive. You have to heal from a, a laugh, a moment of laughter. You don't have to heal from a moment of joy, but you will always have to heal from a moment of disappointment, heartbreak. Uh, sadness, pain, trauma, 
um, someone violating you, whatever that may be, there's always going to be a process assigned to something that is negative or a negative experience in your life. So with that, you have to trust yourself and trust your, uh, your level of strength and your ability to use it in a positive way once that healing process is done. Um, so just to share like a transparent moment, um, like I said, I have been holding things in since I can remember, literally. Um, and recently I just came to a point where it's like, I'm literally tired. Like I'm literally mentally, emotionally exhausted, not even spiritually exhausted, but I am literally emotionally and mentally exhausted to the point where I might need just a full day to just be by myself and just, not that I'm like depressed or anything, but to make sure I don't enter like this hole of depression. A lot of people are dealing with that, especially in this time. And it's like, I don't want to get there. You know what I mean? Like I've experienced depression. Um, I want to say like last year um, when I experienced a few deaths in my family, but, and even before that, like we can, we can talk about that in a different episode guys, but <laughs> um I was uh, leaving, I left work. It was a stressful behind day at work at my first job. And um, I had ended up, it wasn't even in my plan to go to the grocery store. Um, I knew I needed to <laughs> do grocery shopping. I was like, you know what? To make myself feel better, I'm going to just go to the um, grocery store, grab something to make for dinner. Because cooking is one of the ways that I do like, like cooking, cleaning. It's a form of therapy to me. But guys, even this day, me getting out of the car and going into the grocery store, like it almost gave me like an anxiety attack. And I have never <laughs> been diagnosed with anxiety, but I remember like first experiencing anxiety um, around the time of my little cousin's funeral um, in 2019. And I was like, this feeling is returning and I don't know what it is, but I knew it came from me holding in everything literally since I can remember and I was like yo I'm literally about to just lose it and I felt myself tearing up and like I said I do not cry I'm not a I'm not a big crier and I was like wow wow and I felt this like um not really a cloud of sadness but I felt like a little weight of sadness like but I also was like Quiet, just let yourself feel it like let yourself feel it and I didn't let myself oh I'm getting emotional hold up <laughs> wait a minute let me get a sip of water oh um I had to tell myself I said let yourself feel it if you let yourself feel it you will at least get on the other side of it to where you don't feel totally helpless and it's like I said it's so ironic that in this moment in this little moment of me literally just going into the grocery store getting some dinner getting something to make for dinner in this little moment I felt so helpless but it was the direct result of literally being in control of my feelings for so many years literally and I mean like my early teens up to my third like I'm 30 now hello Hey, 30. <laughs> um, but it was literally, even when you listen to me say it, it sounds 
so like ironic, but it literally is the truth. It's a direct result of being in control of my feelings for so many years and always like fighting to be happy or fighting to make sure I don't let nobody see me cry or let nobody see me stressed or let nobody see how I am literally struggling to be happy, depending on whatever the experience or the season I was in. Um, so like I said, I had, um, I was in the car and I didn't even go into the store. Like I, I literally was like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, what am I doing? So, um, I ended up calling, um, one of my good girlfriends, a, a long time friend, friend of the family. And I was just honest and we were just talking as we usually do, but then it came up and I was like, honest, like I literally like am in the parking lot of the grocery store and blah, 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 you know, told her what I was experiencing. I'm like, I just literally feel like I'm about to go into like <laughs> a small bout of depression and I refuse to do it. And she was like, no, we can't have that. Blah, blah, blah. And, and we just, we talked about it and I felt a lot better. Um, but it just, it pushed me, it pushes me into the end of this segment. I'm not going to talk to you guys heads off, but um, in these moments, in letting your heart break, in this healing process, because this is a healing process in itself, it calls for healing, honesty, honor, and healing. Excuse me. Again, it, it calls for honesty, honor, and healing. So um, with me calling her and I don't, did I call her or did she call me? I don't remember, but I know we were on the phone. <laughs> I digress. Um, but my notes say, honesty calls for a trusted circle. And in that moment, I trusted her enough to let her know, like, this is where I'm at. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I feel is about to happen, but I'm not going to let it happen. And even though I was like trying to be in control of my feelings again and trying to be in control of what happens, there was a moment before that, that I relinquished, you know, the control. And I was like, you know what, just let yourself feel it. And that's where I believe the tears came from because for so long, I, I won't let myself cry. I won't let nobody see me cry. But in this moment, I was like, you know what, F it. Like if they got to come, they got to come. Like I have to let it go. Um, But that me being honest with um my friend, it helped me honor what I was feeling, like me letting her know how I was feeling and letting me, letting her know what was going on. That took me being honest and you need a trusted circle of friends, not even a full circle. It can be a semicircle. It could be, you know, it could be one person, but you need a trusted person that you can go to. Um, and then it calls honor calls for bravery and confidence in yourself. Um, so in order for you to honor your feelings, you have to trust yourself and trust your strength and your ability. Just because you might be feeling down or feeling sad or feeling weak, it doesn't mean that you're weak. We can have moments of weakness, but it doesn't equate to us being weak. There's strength in vulnerability, and that's something that I'm, I'm learning. Um, so like I said, honor calls for bravery and confidence in self. So it took me being brave for me to say, Hey, this is how I feel. This is what I'm experiencing. And if I got to just let these tears flow, hey, if they come up and they come out, whatever. <laughs> like I was brave enough to like, you know what? At the end of the day, if it, if I do cry, if it, if I do break, if I let my heart break in this moment, I'm going to be okay afterwards. And then last but not least, healing calls for resources. And that's therapy and consistent practice of what is working for you. So as of right now, I'm just being honest, I am um, looking for a good therapist just to help me like unpack certain things and just transition in this new decade and phase of my life and season in my life. But for right now, I'm doing the 
um, consistent practice of what is working for me. And that's what I have next to healing as well. Healing calls for therapy and consistent practice of what is working for you. So until and even after I find a good therapist, I'm going to keep doing the things that work for me. That's cleansing and resetting every week. That's reading my word. That's reading or listening to my sermons. That's having um, conversations with my, you know, my trusted circle. That's um, working on my meditation and, you know, building routines and taking control of, you know, my daily experiences and how I'm looking at the day and how I'm, you know, choosing to allow certain things in my life, in my space, you know, and things of that nature. So I say all that to say, it's okay to let your heart break. It's okay. It really is. Um, and take it from me who is like an alpha female. I'm, I'm dead serious about not letting nobody see me in my weakest, you know, state. And I'll, I'm always going to be a strong woman, always. But when it comes to your mental health and your emotional health, you have to be honest with yourself and notice when you're in too much control to where you're not allowing yourself to feel um, so, because that is going to prohibit and prevent your healing process. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I tried not to make it long, but it is a little bit lengthy. Um, share, uh, give me some feedback. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your experience. As I said, this is a healing space that is geared to and based on our real life experiences so that we can facilitate and bring about real life inspiration for others. So I love you guys. Make sure you follow me on Anchored Healing Space on IG. Make sure you're sharing. Make sure you're commenting. Make sure you also follow the YouTube page. I have some content up soon. Until the next episode. Bye.